Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're rebels just for kicks, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's here. Yes, I am. Hi, gang. Good to have you with us. Hello, pal. All right. Hello. It's all right, that, buddy. It's it's uh, it's lovely to have us all here. Of course, the, the the league season has finished. The FA Cup just happened. We'll talk about that. World Cup's just around the corner. It's that it's that nice little time. The weather's warm, and everyone's thinking, you know what? Life's pretty good right now. The metatarsal <laughs> zone. We talked about it last week. <laughs> Slap bang in the middle of it. Yeah. The metatarsal we're, we're, zone. We're sort of winding down and winding up at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Yeah. That FA Cup final gave me um, the... Chills? <laughs> it calmed me down a bit, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> no, Pete, it lit, it lit I my had the fire. One... <laughs> I wanted to burn all night. I wanted to burn on through after that. <laughs> I had a World Cup fever, and now that's lifted my World Cup fever, yeah. and, and now I can get on back to getting the World Cup fever back. Jose yeah, that's Mourinho's... Mourinho's the anecdote. Jose's, Jose Mourinho's... <laughs> oh, antidote, antidote. antidote, sorry. Jose Mourinho's Manchester United were one of those calling strips <laughs> that your mum puts on your forehead when you got a fever. Mm. Uh, for you, for your World Cup fever. The the anecdote is the anecdote. If if Jose Mourinho <laughs> is an anecdote, it's very much the anecdote that uh, the head of HR tells you that's about right. workplace bullying. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only anecdote he is at the moment. Well, it almost it almost certainly end with needless to say, I had the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Although he didn't have the last laugh in the final. Well, he? No, he, certainly not. There was still a bit of a needless to say though, because he was saying he, he didn't think Chelsea deserved the win, and that he yeah. would be really interested to see what the write up is because if his team had played like Chelsea, he thinks he knows how it would go. I just. I it made me daydream about a world in which next season just no one will interview him. Yeah, I can't imagine how, yeah. how would he react to that. He'd be annoyed. No one gave him his crap. He'd be very the thing annoyed. Is, Jim, like, yeah, I, I was listening. I was doing some painting on Saturday. Oh yeah, and uh, I was I was I had the uh, football on the laptop mm-hmm. and I was listening to his post match interview while I was painting. So I wasn't having a great time anyway. I've never heard but, vandalizing being called painting. No. Before. <laughs> yeah, I was daubing. Tagging. He was daubing. <laughs> I was tagging my own dining room. And, uh, and, and Mourinho, Tops twelve. And Mourinho did really. So, I mean, the only reason it didn't come across like this is because English isn't his first language and he obviously speaks with an accent but he did really pretty much say the equivalent of well I can't wait to hear what you say about it because yeah. I'll tell you what if you say the way you, should, you say about me and I, it was really like, childish yeah, yeah. and actually quite pathetic it just gets annoying doesn't it like you know we all know that he does this to sort of you know create this siege mentality and, and you know pour all the sort of uh, all the criticism onto himself but um, when he doesn't win he just he just comes across like a prat yeah <laughs> he's a prat and, and you, you have this situation where you know the old, the old sound if you dance with the devil you wait for the music to stop well, Mourinho's music has stopped because Man United haven't won a trophy. So the philosophical question to ask, if we, if there is a place to ask a philosophical question on this mm-hmm. show, which there may not be, and yeah. we'll let the listeners decide, is that where do you go when your excuse for playing the most turgid brand of football of the season from about November onwards results in zero trophies well, where, for the cabinet? Where do you go when you win a treble than when you win nothing yeah. I mean he's not Brendan treble. he's not Brendan Rogers is he no. by the, by the looks more of on it. him later Marcus much more on you'll him. be singing his praises Very, well I think we all will mm. I think we all should um, yeah I mean 
I th- are you being a bit harsh? Because at least Manchester United, I mean, they gave, they threw everything at Chelsea they in the did. second half. Absolutely. And, and I actually, I thought the second half was quite entertaining because of that. Now, obviously, they had to, they went a goal down. Yeah, that's fair. Um, they should have had an equaliser. They were unlucky not to. I mean, Paul Pogba. Well, yeah, I mean, is it, at that point, is it unlucky though? It was just bad. Right, that's just a bad header. No, no, but they were a, a massive chance. It was a, a massive, massive chance. chance. No, but in other areas they were a bit unlucky. You know, and on another day one would have fallen for them. Chelsea defended very well mm. in on one hand, but the other hand they they rode their luck slightly. You know, so yeah. when you're saying that about Manchester United, they finished second pretty comfortably mm. in the end. And how many times have you said that this season? No, because. <laughs> I, okay, sorry if you're It's arguing, not your fault, but you do so that all yeah. the time. The thing is, you know, City have mm. made it hard for him to find a narrative, so he's, he's got to do it somewhere. <laughs> Can I also say that one one of us in this room, and I call, I call the listeners to this as well, but one of us in this room really is going to have to spearhead this. I suggest it's Pete. Someone's going to have to distract Phil Jones on the way to the airport. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Because, yes. because that will happen again to, with a Nazar. Jim, I feel like if we let him go, we're complicit. <laughs> Good men saying nothing. Yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, first they first came for me. Yeah, <laughs> the last they came for Phil Jones. It's fair to say he was bamboozled. Mm. You don't often use that word. But it's like he bamboozles himself. You know, I, I, had a, I had a good conversation. I'm not going to name drop him, but I had a good conversation with a decent quality, top-level midfield player last week, right? And he said to me, it is incredible how some players at the top level who play in defensive positions just don't see danger. Mm. Phil Jones is one of those players. Phil Jones is a defensive player and that's all he is. Reactionary. He's, he's not. He's not. A, he's not a big sort of. He's not a Steve Bruce type goal scoring defender. He, he's a defensive player. We can all agree on that. He does not see danger. Well, maybe. And when he sees it, it's too late. Maybe he literally can't see it because he's always like gurning and squinting. Yeah, maybe. maybe his yeah. lips get in his way. Or something. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing about is um, the thing about the, the the penalty he gave away on Aiden Hazard. I made the point on Twitter, but for those who didn't see it. He, his recovery his recovery is actually quite good in in football obviously people talk a lot about defenders yeah. like recovery pace like mm. someone like Ledley King was exceptionally good at it Carl um, Walker's very good at it gets him out of a lot of trouble mm-hmm. Phil Jones' recovery pace on display against Hazard in that mm-hmm. instant was actually very good oh, so there's an encouraging point but okay. and there's always a but yes. <laughs> he forces him so wide that you'd fancy arguably the best goalkeeper in the league to save it yes. then he just takes him out anyway the decision-making is absolutely ridiculous. Well, the thing is, he, he took him out because he was trying to win the ball, wasn't he? He just mistimed it. It's not like, you know, it, it, one one wrong decision has negated the need for the but other it, one. But it, fe- it. but it feeds into my opinion that he doesn't see danger. So he doesn't see mm. danger in the first instance, and he has to recover. When he does recover, he then doesn't fully assess the danger properly and makes the wrong decision again, thinking I can nick that ball when he can't. And it, what he should have just done is backed his goalkeeper to save it because Hazard's about to pull the trigger there. Well, I was about to say, uh, Hazard, a very cute angle. he loves a dummy, does Hazard. You know, he's very, very difficult to, uh, to to tackle, to pick up, all the rest of it. So, in a sense, Jones did part of the job, as you say, getting back there. Yeah. But then, don't dive in on Eden Hazard unless you're really sure. But then, I suppose he was. In, uh, Either that or get it out of the way now. Mm. When yes, none of us really care. And that's quite, right. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Or lulling him into a full sense of security. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. It's all part of the plan, do you, think, do you think it's quite interesting that Jones goes to the World Cup but Smalling doesn't? Yeah, Smalling is much more assured in the Cup final. Yeah, Schmall, well, maybe Smalling... I, yeah. I wouldn't take either of the bastards. Yeah. But I'm just, making, I'm just making the point. <laughs> yeah, true enough. But we mentioned uh, Eden Hazard. I mean, the confidence that man has, mm. the way he strokes the ball past David De Gea... In a Wembley final like that, glorious, absolutely glorious. The confidence, not only to give him the eyes and all the rest of it, he knows he's going to score. It's just it's sensational. <laughs> I know it's only a penalty and all, but my goodness. That no, was a good penalty. Though. Oliver was correct not to send Jones off, of course, according to uh, the, the law change, um, the amendment to, to law uh, 12. Someone should have told Chelsea players. Someone should have told Antonio Conte and a lot of listeners. Yeah. I think Gary Lineker tried and got... Um, pelters for it and he's like well I'm only telling you the <laughs> maybe, fact yeah. maybe that's um, Phil Jones is kind of like that's what he can see he can't see danger but mm-hmm. he knows when he's going to get a red card and yes. when he isn't <laughs> that, yeah, I'm not going to get done for this uh-huh. I'm going to make it look like I was trying to get the ball are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you going to be super critical of, of Aiden Hazard who had a good game obviously in, in the cup final he was the difference <clears throat> you'd like him to I mean I don't think he's created that many goals this season mm-hmm. and for the type of player he is when he gets the ball at that in that part of the pitch and drives at a defence you think he created more goals than he actually mm. did this year but he scored quite a few he did I mean he's hot property and, yeah. and will he be yeah. there next season I think, do you think that's it with Hazard he's clearly got all the tools to be one of the best players in the world some would say he already is is that um, 
I suppose, indecision or, or question marks over his future lingering away in his head, Jim, that, that's perhaps holding him back from some performances. We saw him the other season when Leicester won the league. He was he was pretty mm-hmm. poor. And then, you know, has a, a really good season sort of on and off. And this season, as Luke said, he's, he's been decent. But that, yeah. that question mark well, over his future is I th- lingering. I think he perhaps ebbs and flows with Chelsea themselves. Because they, Possibly, you know, yeah. as, as I think he, he himself has even said recently, you, you just never know with Chelsea. There's a lot of instability yeah. there. And that's, that's going to affect the players, isn't it? And the, the, the best players... They don't. They don't need to be at a club like that. He can probably go, go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or Bayern if he, if he absolutely wants to mm-hmm. and forces the issue. So sooner or later, he's probably going to think, you know what? I could get a really big contract and then move somewhere else, and I won't have all of this kind of chaos. I think and that's right. It'd be tempting, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's right, Jim. I think it's obviously it's a mugs going to try and second guess Hazard's motivations. He was very, he was very coy in that interview before mm-hmm. the cup final with I think Gabby Logan, but. I mean, what he does need, his stated aim is to win the Ballon d'Or because these top players are really, and I don't mean this is like an old man dig, but they all are about themselves really these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hazard would have won the majority of stuff at club level anyway. Um, if he wants to win the Ballon d'Or, he need, what he needs to do is what Jim's saying. He needs to give himself a platform, a stable platform like that. And you won't get a stable platform at mm-hmm. Chelsea because you never know what's happening from one season to the next. And how weird that we've just used Real Madrid as an example yeah. of a place that's no, more stable. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I'd, I'd stand by it as well in recent times. <laughs> I found it interesting, Gary Cahill's comments about Antonio Conte. And I think one of the pundits on the BBC said that uh, he hasn't come out and said, we really want the manager to stay and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Cahill's just said, Look, whatever they're going to do, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Pull off the sticking plaster. It's, it's come to but that. It's, but it's, I'm fed up of talking about it, to be honest. But the toxic, yeah. toxicity of having a team that's just the, having a manager that saw kind of just the lack of intensity there, and it's clear yeah. that it's seeped into the players, and just which is everyone just sort of going, I just don't want to get injured for the World Cup. That's yeah. all I want. It's but, so strange because he does have a lack of intensity, or he certainly <laughs> has infused his team with a lack of intensity. Intensity, but the man is basically a volcano in a suit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's odd how that has ceased to kind of you know translate onto the pitch. Don't you think it's really? Uh, intensely focused intensity for quite a short amount of time every so often that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the rest, he, the rest of the time he just couldn't give a shit it's an amazing combination of intensity and not giving a shit did anyone forget that David De Gea was at Chelsea uh, not David David Luiz yeah. was at Chelsea yeah. see him mm. coming out there I was like oh yeah He's hardly kicked a ball he did but I, I thought to myself they've had I mean Cahill's sort of been out in and outside and Chelsea been Pretty decent defensively, but you'd have thought he'd have had a run out in the league. Cup. I, I can't remember the last time I saw him play. He, he, he did come in maybe about three months ago for a couple of games. Yeah, but it's good news for for England that Gary Cahill's Very come back so. in. And he played well. He did at the weekend. Captain the side. And um, I tell you, who was I? Know, I mean, I, I feel like we should make a special note to say this more often because we just take it for granted. Um, and Golo Kante was <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he, I've never seen a player be so consistently good. Mm. Since I can remember, I mean, I mean, it's just it's just standard. He's yeah. going to put in a nine out of ten mm. every single game. Like his positional play and the way he, a great example of the way he sees danger is is probably unparalleled in the Premier League. I mean, he is so good, he's, so good. He's a magnificent player, given the man of the match. Uh, do you think Conte, with that sort of three five one one, was trying to stink out the place a bit? And was he given man of the match, Conte? He was. I on thought Rudiger. I thought Rudiger. Well, was good I think I think yeah, I, I felt because on the BBC website they they, they said. Kante was man of the match, but I thought it was Rudiger. Uh, but certainly I, I both were. To Kante anyway. Certainly both were absolutely brilliant. But yeah, mm. do you think that in the you know it was a case of who was going to stink it out more? Man United flinched first with Jones going in on Hazard, and then Mourinho's like, oh crap, we're going to have to attack. And yeah. Chelsea ceded a lot of possession to United. Didn't they, they did, yeah. Lukaku not starting. He said that he was injured. Did make a difference again. Mourinho moaning about Lukaku not playing and said, well, you know, if he can't start, then. Pff, and he's essentially going, well, you know, I have to put in those other guys. But I mean, he they, did this last week, y- didn't he? You ever he? kicked a football, uh, Mourinho? He saved one. He did this recently, didn't he, when he was saying, uh, when he was saying, people always ask me, why Lukaku, why Lukaku, why Lukaku? And today I'll show you, I show you why not. It was a game that he didn't play. But I forget the exact game, but That's it was right, basically yeah. digs at Rashford and Martial, like specifically, uh, in this weird, uh, overt, yet underhand way. And it's like, who does that help? Yeah, he, no one. He seems to me he makes out that he, he's made out that he's got no presence or no one's operating at that level up front, and so he has to play Lukaku all the time. And if you look at if you look, at, I mean, because we we mentioned at the top of all this about Mourinho using this, these trophies as, to justify the way that his team plays, and yeah, and some you may subscribe to that, you may not. It depends what you look for in a, in a, in a football match, I guess. Everyone's different, but. He's going to ask for a load more money in the summer. Oh yeah, and he's going to he's talked quite a lot this summer about how City can afford players that United can't afford, which I don't think is true. And if you look at the um, if you look at the players that Mourinho has brought in 
I mean, Ibrahimovic gone, Mkhitaryan's gone, Lindelof. I mean, you know, mm. jury, if you're being generous there, you said the jury's still out. Mm. Sanchez has underperformed. He's well, he's, he's frozen out um, Eric Bailly. I mean, he didn't start the final, which yeah. is mad because uh, he was he was fit as far as I know. Uh, Matic has been done done well. He's been yeah. decent. Pogba has been okay. He's probably been a little bit better than people have said, but he's not been like brilliant. Sanchez, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, Lukaku's done well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And you wonder whether the difference between United under Mourinho and City under Guardiola is that you feel like Guardiola's building the team. Like, yeah. when, if Guardiola goes and identifies a transfer target tomorrow, you sort of get the idea what he's doing. You mm-hmm. know why, and, and, and it seems to make sense. It's a bit scattergun with Mourinho at Man United. It's it like he's just chucking a lot of players together. It is, and I think that uh, it's a good point. And I think with Guardiola, you saw the unity throughout the season in that dressing room with those players. They want to play for Guardiola, they want to play for each other, even if they're on the bench. And Guardiola phases people in and out of the side. You know, Bernardo Silva didn't really have much of a kick for the first few months or whatever it was of the season. Mm. Then a bit of a regular in there. Raheem Sterling was the main man. He took him out the side and so on. They all seem to buy into what the manager's doing. Now, I know Guardiola can be a bit of a prickly character and people are buying, certainly said, you know, a bit of a strange one and so on. That's quite obvious at times. He's a massive nerd, isn't he? He's yeah. A football nerd. But he, it seems like a very happy camp. And, and, and where he is, you, you don't hear too much, unless I'm mistaken, of players being a little bit uh, annoyed about not... Well, and, and I find that odd because, you know, we, we went to an event just this week just gone a lot of it was about Bobby Robson right yeah. and and um, a lot of the players we spoke we, we heard talk and, and certainly players and managers I've spoken to in the past as well will say a great thing a manager does a brilliant thing that a top manager will do is if you're not included if you're not playing regularly and your time hasn't come yet or maybe your best years are behind you or you're coming mm. back from an injury you always feel like part of the team that's you feel right. like part of the squad mm. And that's and that to me is an obviously logical thing to do as a manager. You've got a team of players. You can't use them all the time. You want to make them feel included. Mourinho doesn't ever do that, well, and, yeah. and I find that really odd. That uh, even if it's just outwardly to people like us who can see it outside looking in, that he doesn't seem to make an effort to build a team. Now I understand it might be different behind the scenes, but even so, even if it's just outward facing, it's still quite corrosive. It is, yeah. yeah. And and, and uh, the players who played under Sir Alex Ferguson would say that Ferguson would go up to them and say. Um, right, I'm not starting you for yeah. for this match. Some of the this stories about that are amazing. Oh, brilliant! This yeah. is this isn't the game for you, sir. No, <laughs> no, no, the no, best no. one was the best one. Was Nicky Butt? Ferguson with Nicky Butt yeah. saying um, <laughs> they're, they're going to a big game in like August or September, and he says to Nicky Butt, "Not for you, son. This game pitch is <laughs> p- too good for you." Yeah, pitch is <laughs> <a, pitch laughs> more January. Is your time? Pitch is a bit dry for you, or something. Yeah, yeah. And Nicky Butt would be like. Is that good or bad? Does yeah. he rate me or does he not rate yeah. me? I don't know, but but he's included him. He's yeah. basically said, "Don't worry, your time's coming. Or yeah. I've got you down for twenty league starts this season. Yeah, this is your game. This is yeah. not your game. Yeah, this is." And when he's saying that, he, he's he's honing in on the player and making them feel a part of it. Well, making them valued and included completely, in, Jim, while leaving them out. Which Absolutely, is a brilliant bit of sort of kid psychology. Completely. Does Mourinho do that? Absolutely not. No. Unless, unless there's something behind the scenes, as you say. Now they're still clearly... got to go back to your f- friends and family and sort of go, and, and, and everyone knows the stories that emanate from that kind of. Squad. Well, do you think he does that with his with his mates? <laughs> well, no, but like, like are you having a dinner party? <laughs> this dinner party's not for you. <laughs> if, you're, if you're Luke Shaw and you're getting bombed out by your manager each week, you've got to stand up, you know, in front exactly. of your kids and your family and your friends, exactly. and they all know that you're getting mugged off, mm-hmm. certainly yeah. publicly. Yeah. Um, trial by fucking Mourinho every week. It's yeah. just. A, ugh. Can no, you imagine I, I, if you drop from the team at Man United, you get to the training ground like you 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 keep card just doesn't work but, yeah. all right i guess i won't be playing at the weekend yeah. hopefully it'll be activated again next week it'll be like, it'll be like um in in uh, the nuclear power plant in the simpsons when you have to crawl through that little door yeah hey come crawling back have you yeah <laughs> a bit like that but that's the thing though and Mourinho has done this in the past at chelsea uh, we know he did in his first spell where he left and obviously fell out with some players but other players were gutted that he, he left. I mean, it took Chelsea, the likes of Lampard and Terry, years to get over Mourinho leaving. Mm. Now, th- that is a sort of strange way, but Mourinho did have a charm. He did have, you know, a, a, a quality about him, and he was winning trophies then. His star has slightly waned. Um, perhaps his fault, perhaps, you know, other clubs coming up or whatever, Manchester City and so on. Uh, but th- th- it seems like the pressure's getting to him, and he's kind of doing his routine, but more so. And if people are falling out, he's saying, "Well, are you going to perform for me or not?" And if you're not, you can piss off. It's like he's become like a exaggerated, like caricature of Mourinho. Yes, like like in because uh, the, the pressure's it. getting to him because he knows that if he, if he get if they sack him from this job, where does he go? Well, think of it: you've gone from the person <laughs> that people love to hate to the person people just hate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'd be interesting. But, well, we'll uh, see what happens next year. I well, suppose. your prediction will be gone by June, which I really thought uh, was that May. Well, I think it was May. 
Oh no! No, no you said, no, you said June. June. You said but, June. Uh, you also said that he didn't say which June. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm well, struggling now. Aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you got a few more weeks. It's, no it's, one's it's, right 100 percent of the time. It's unlikely. <laughs> um, but going back to Chelsea, what about Willian? He didn't start the match. Came on late. Uh, many are suggesting there's tension between him and, and Conte after he posted a photo of Chelsea because celebrating. Yeah, well, clearly <laughs> celebrating their FA Cup win with trophy emojis covering Conte's head and body. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it in real time. It's, uh, I follow Willian. I thought to myself, you could have put a jobby in there. <laughs> <laughs> The old, uh, the old Bayern Munich style. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I yeah, Vidal was it who did that? Yeah. I, I, I followed. I followed. Um, <laughs> when, I remember, was it last Monday or Thursday? We were talking about how much fever we've got on the scale of one to five. Mm. When I, I had that conversation with you guys on the mm. way home, um, or on the way here, one or two, I might have already mentioned it. I've started following all the England players you on, have, yeah. on Instagram. You've got to follow William, but you know, it gives you the uh, suggested ones, mm. right? Gave me William, so I followed him, so I saw that in real time. Lovely, yeah. And you went, oh, spicy. Yeah, it was spicy. Well, I think it's spicy purely because um, Willian has said, I- I'm not going to be at Chelsea next season if Conte's still going to be there, <laughs> which basically I don't think Conte is, so that's yeah. fine. Mm. But also, Willian is, is so consistent. We right. talk about consistent football players. So, Even in that season when Chelsea completely piled in, Willian was fantastic. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Mourinho is clearly making every call he can to keep Conte at Chelsea because if Man United, and there is interest with Willian, that man could save the whole yeah, operation yeah. there. He's that good. Uh, yeah. He's that good. But he was asked by Brazilian media for relations with good with Conte. And he replied, oh boy, do you really want me to tell you? Yeah. And, oh, then, he, oh, and then he didn't tell us. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't had a Quantum Leap reference for a little while no, on the show. No, Welcome, well, Return. For the kids. For Marcus, the kids. Exactly. Will William be lifting the World Cup in the summer? Quite possibly. What do you think? Quite possibly. Oh, find out, find oh, out on the predictions. Oh, boy. Do you really want me to tell you, Luke Moore? <laughs> <laughs> find out on the predictions which happen. We've still got to unveil the season-long predictions, mm. which we'll do at the end of this season. Oh, because yeah. we had a Champions League winner in there, so yeah. we, that's why we're waiting. And we've got to do the World Cup prediction as usual. Pete's got a little bit of... Uh, haven't you got a little bit of ephemera for that? I've made a little box. Ephemera. I've made a little <laughs> box. I didn't make a little box. A video game company sent me a, a rather yeah. decorative box so you can repurpose it for the New, World Cup predictions. Um, and it came with a free... Kind of like gemstone, so that can be for the winner. The World, the Cup, World, Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, the World Cup Crystal. Yeah. The World Cup Crystal. Beautiful. Take it down to crystals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I was in a Swanky Bar on Saturday, and guess who was propping up the bar? No way. Alan, Disco Party. Oh. Did you talk to him? No, I cancelled my membership. <laughs> <laughs> membership. I thought this was a joke. And you said he was wearing a short sleeve shirt. He was wearing a short. He looked like a bus driver. Oh, I thought that was a joke. When so you did I. No, he was in. He was in the bar. Where's all the social media content? Yeah, where's the you're not to, It's a members club. You don't have to take pictures. Oh, what? you can take a surreptitious picture. Yeah. We know you do also, it on the tube. But hand it over to us. We're not members. <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a minute. Just go to a pub. Just go to a members pub. club. <laughs> Soho gets very busy on a Saturday. What's wrong with you, Dons? Go somewhere else then. I know. Well, yeah. When I saw him there, I was like, I'm never (laughs) never darkening these doors again. I I don't want to be a member of any club that have me as a member. It was literally the Groucho, which is a Groucho match court. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Pars is knocking up. That's lovely, Oi Peter. You know where I'm dining tonight? Where? Wings. Are you? I got a wings. Yes. Are you oh, got a wings? Yes. <laughs> well, report back nice. on Thursday. Thursday, Mar- I'll let you know. Marcus Speller won a cup final in his, uh, with his Saturday League team. No. Uh, the Is that why you're going to wings? All right, you're twisting my arm. At Wembley. FC. Uh, do- Speller, Speller <laughs> sent a message around the WhatsApp. It's cup final season, for all I've talked yeah. about. Mm. Speller sent a message it was, around it, the- it was in Wembley as well. Yeah, but you, it was at Wembley FC. <laughs> and you, spe- you sent a message around yesterday yeah. or Saturday saying, I oh, won the cup final, all the details about it. And I replied, which everyone agreed with, saying, Everyone agreed. You definitely didn't score because you would have told us by now. And you said, no, I didn't score, but I won 2 0. And I said to you earlier, would you rather have scored and lost the final? Be honest. And you said no, that, but there was a glint in your eye. That's bollocks. Absolute <laughs> bollocks. Uh, shout out to the history old boys. Who, who, who? Who, who, who? Yeah, lovely cup win at yeah. Wembley. Brilliant. Got to uh, shake your moneymaker. Are you signing on for next season after that? I think. Have you uh, had assurances? I think they'll decide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, they've encouraged me to retire a number of times. Well, I'll text your manager. I'll text your manager and he didn't reply. No, he won't do. <laughs> nah. He keeps changing his number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There we are. Right, uh, shall we talk about some uh, club happenings and maybe the uh, the Scottish Cup final after this? Yes, we shall. What? Sorry, I said yes, we shall. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. well uh, last week Luke asked for some more uh, jingles, so I've made a new one. Get your tits out. Oh, dear. <laughs> what on earth? That, I, I, is, that is I James know. Horncastle. James Horncastle last week on On the Continent talking about the manager... Tits. Christian tits. Hamburg's Christian tits. Christian tits. Yeah. It's contextual. Uh, contextual, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, misogynistic. It's I, I wondered why you were so enthusiastic to do that. <laughs> 
You let yourself down there, Dawson. Why have I let myself down? James, respected journalist James Horncastle. <laughs> yeah. has. Previously respected been, Horncastle. Been caught on a long mic. Respected Horncastle, James Horncastle. <laughs> <laughs> been caught on a long mic. <laughs> been caught on a long mic saying oh. what he really thinks. Yeah. Right, enough of this nonsense. On the Luke- continent is available <laughs> on Wednesdays. <laughs> Luke Moore has... Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Some exciting news. Yes, on Monday, 18th of June, we'll be hosting a World Cup party for England v Tunisia. England's first game in the big tournament, of course. It's at the Ace Hotel in Shoreditch, East London. Now, we'd like you to come along if you can. If you're local, don't make a special trip. But if you're local, uh, <laughs> come, come along. Tickets are free, and we already released some via social media last week, which have been snapped up. But due to increased demand, we're releasing more from 9am tomorrow morning. That's Tuesday, 22nd of May. So this is fair warning. Tomorrow morning, Tuesday, 22nd of May, 9am, a load more free tickets have been put on sale at the Ace Hotel in Shoreditch for Monday, 18th of June, England v Tunisia. Come and watch it with us. Pete will be there. Jim will be there. Marcus will be there. Hopefully you will too. So Get we'll your look tickets more. out. Get your tickets out for the lads. <laughs> Get your ticks out. You Get your ticks out. But they will sell like scalding hotcakes. Well, they won't sell. They'll be uh, We're giving snapped them away. up. Yeah, exactly. So check our social media um, for the link to where to get them from on Twitter, Instagram and all that lot and you'll hopefully uh, be able to snap one up. Yes, I tell us a bit fancy, isn't it? How do we swing that? Well, because we stopped you organising them. Uh. Other people are doing it now. members bars. All you've yeah, got to do is go turn up. Show now. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we turn up and it's kind of like, oh, Pete, you've only got a plus two in this. <laughs> Pards, if you're listening, yeah. come yeah, if along. If Pardew's there, yeah, yeah, I'm going to turn on my heel. Well, he may well. Take up our offer of one of our free tickets. I think we can all be thankful that he just won't be at the tournament. If he's quick <laughs> he will be. He'll be yeah. doing telly. I love it. I see par- I've spotted pars in church. Pete sees him at a member's bar. 
Nice. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Tells you everything you also, need to know. Also, Burger King. <laughs> and Jim? No, back alley? Him. Okay. When you're back the bur- alley. <laughs> when you're the Burger King, you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way, And because I, I would never go to Burger King. I'm a McDonald's till I die. <laughs> We've had this out before. Yeah. You're a weirdo. Well, and then you will die if you keep going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, now it's our correspondence with Peter. Oh, God, I'm back up, am I? That's yeah. right, yeah. Follow no. the running order. Holy, well, you know. You've got no. nothing to remember. No. <laughs> Apart from the emails. Yeah. What are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? Remember it. <laughs> Remember this. Uh, that was a middle finger. Marcus. Uh, hello, Marcus from London. Um, oh, no. This... Let, let's bleep that out because he wants to be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> there are many Marcus in London. There's one in this room. Yes. Yeah. Always good to have one in there. Uh, I agree. There was one at the Royal Wedding, Marcus Mumford. Very so much I saw so. him. He's put on the beef. And he? Oh, TV has 20 beefy. pounds. But... He's very funny. Surprisingly funny. He? Yeah. He's a good lad. Uh, hi, Ramble crew. Uh, we'd like to remain anonymous for this one. Pers- mystery person uh, that I just bleeped out. As the gym I saw Jamie in has a privacy policy. Okay. Uh, but I ran into Jamie Redknapp in my gym. This is Marcos Alonso, isn't it? He came-, <laughs> <laughs> he came in only to head straight for the physio room. Clearly the retirement hasn't done much to improve his injury situation. Oh, quite like. He was an injury-prone footballer. Yeah. Uh, hello to Thomas Arthur, not an anonymous uh, emailer. As a resident of Sydney, Australia, I could not escape the announcement of Marcus Babbel as the next manager of Western Sydney Wanderers on a three-year deal. Lovely. Babbel states one of the reasons why he went to Wonderland, which I presume is their uh, home stadium... <laughs> Uh, arrogant, is, arrogant. Is, uh, is, uh, is where that's Wonderland as in to wander land. oh okay right. um, it's because of Socceroo uh, Tommy Durek uh, who uh, convinced his manager while, whilst uh, Babel was at uh, Luzerne in Switzerland that the crowds were crazy I personally see that as a bit of an oversell with many games being fairly quiet <laughs> which well, really likes being mugged off we've had a few questions about Babel for the on the constant chaps which right. I might bring out for the mailbag on Saturday because um, he's managed at Hoffenheim and I think Stuttgart as well so Ooh. interesting to see why he's chosen to go to Australia yeah. mm. Uh, and hello to the person who keeps on sending us uh, flight information. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Well, well I thought like... that was you just putting your email that, your email address in wrong. No. It the only like thing you... I get wrong email-wise is the calendars. Yeah, and it was... I'm not very good at admin with the calendars. The most recent email <laughs> about flights was, your tr- your trip to New York is now reduced in price or something. Yeah. I thought, Donnie's going away again. Yeah. Check the calendar's not in there. Check the <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. why you did it? You put it on the show uh, email yeah, address. Yeah, just so, get you so, so basically, we know what's going on. Yeah. Or in fact, if you're missing a flight, we can tell you. By the way, you remember you're flying. If you want to send some again. flowers to my, to my hotel, yeah. you missed a flight again, Pete. I've not missed any flights. One flight. I've missed one flight because I've got my passport. That's, yeah. that's a very standard thing to do. Standard, <laughs> it's standard, standard normal that's thing the, to do. That's the opposite of how the process works. Yeah. I have nothing to declare but my face, and I'll let me in your country. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Pete yeah. shouldn't need a passport. Yeah, why? No. Actually, no, he looks like everybody. Yeah. You, yeah. Them, you yeah. definitely need a passport. Who are you? Tea back for prison break. Let me in. Yeah. Or you could just say to the bloke in front of you in the queue, when you've uh, when they've checked yours, you just pass it back. <laughs> Reasons just Pete needs a passport. Barriers. One, because he looks like everyone. Yeah. Two, because he is a convicted criminal. Yes. And it, people should, and people deserve to know. <laughs> he could sue you there. Yeah. I don't care. He could. He won't know. Right, yeah, it's literally... Uh, oh, that's not actionable. That's actionable. <laughs> that's actionable. How dare you besmirch me on... The world's biggest football podcast. Yeah, you haven't got any money to see me because you spent it all on members' bars. Mm. <laughs> and flights that you missed. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, let's... What's this, the trial of PED? Yeah. What's going on? I think it's it a roast. <laughs> Isn't P- this every week? PTD. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go back um, to club football in the Premier League. Carlos Carvial has been sacked as a Swansea manager. Of course, names linked thus far. Frank de Boer, Yapstam, Chris Coleman, Swedish side Osterens manager... Graham Potter. Ostersons. Ostersons. And you were a host of On the Constant, so you knew the correct way to pronounce that. That's you? true. Just that a bit of an true. oversight by you. That. It's a test for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'll, I'll pick you up on it, so it's fine. Can we go back to slagging off Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Ostersons. Yeah. There we go. Well, I mean, Carlos Carvial has is, is proven himself to have a great track record in, in only just not being promoted from the Championship, so mm. surely Swansea want to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> he also Frank... only just didn't get relegated. Yeah, so, it's true. Frank De Boro, one minute he's... Top of the pops with Ajax, then he was at Inter. Yeah. And then didn't last very long, lasted less at Palace, and now he's been linked to a championship job. I mean, well, I mean it has that, been a steady decline, hasn't it, it? It has, but I mean, I think we all, we're all in agreement that Palace just wasn't the right fit for him because the board kind of panicked a little bit and thought, oh, let's get in a, a manager with a style that what absolutely that, doesn't Jim? fit our, our players or squad at well, all. Sure. What makes you think it didn't fit? <laughs> <laughs> it was a seven straight um, defeats without a goal, yeah. if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but actually, you know, given the type of, of, of football that Swansea are always pretty much on the record of saying that they want to play. Yeah. I think in the championship, like, you know, 
but from kind of the De disaster at Palace aside, it might be okay. Yeah, absolutely. But he's got to re- rebuild his reputation somewhere, hasn't he? And I, th- well. and I think I also just to follow up on that, I think what what we've talked about on Swansea on the Swansea front is that they've lost their identity. They need an identity yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. And I'm not, no one's suggesting that Frank the Ball is automatically the right choice, but he will give them an identity. No, I, I just. I mean, Crystal Palace on the Frank the Ball has an identity. They do. It's a very distinctive identity. Footballing yeah. passport, if you will. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, they do. They need that, Pete. Exactly. <laughs> it was a, it was a fake ID they were holding. Yeah, um, it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, Graham Potter would be, that would probably be a bit of a gamble, you could say. Uh, Yap Stam, old Yap, he knows, I mean, he needs some chaps, does old Yap. But and he could get some back. Chris with, Coleman. With Graham Potter, though, Are you Marcus? rapping then? <laughs> Inadvertently, I was. If you have to Chris ask, Coleman. the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing I is, though, with, with Graham Potter, is it, is it a little bit of a sort of English arrogance from people just to think that he automatically would like to go to the championship to manage? Because, he's, I mean, he's managing in Europe. Yeah, he's no, won, I, he's won trophies. I mean, he might not want to go to a championship. Well, no, but well, he's been linked to the job. So I don't, I, people aren't saying, oh, well... He he must want to to come back to the shore soon enough. He just he's been linked, hmm. uh, so that's that. But uh, you've been linked. <laughs> you've got mail. But Chris Coleman is one the Swansea fans perhaps won't want to see. Hmm. What because of Sunderland? Because of Sunderland. <laughs> but, if, but if you were Chris Coleman, you would be very much going on about the stuff you did with Wales. Yes, that would you'd accentuate that, wouldn't you? I mean, heavily the, in the interview. The award for the worst. The, 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 the manager's award for, for, for agreeing to do the worst job possible, which should be sponsored by David Moyes, mm. goes to Chris Coleman for taking the Sunday I mean, job. That, that's another Sam Beckett moment, yeah. surely. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> Swansea, that seems cool. <laughs> They'll move over there. No, Sunderland. Yeah, Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah, Sunderland yeah. I think oh, we'd like to see De Boer, wouldn't we? Yeah, we, we, so. Would, would sure. De Boer like to see De Boer there? We don't know. No. But there we are. Ask his brother. Um, they t- could both do it. Yes. Like, sort of speaking, of, around. speaking of managerial vacancies, the Arsenal job hasn't been handed out yet, or appointed rather. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be out. handed out. <laughs> You're <laughs> not just going to win it in a should, raffle. It should be a lottery, shouldn't it? <laughs> no. Um, well, they haven't said that. They are giving it to Arteta. <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty much. Way. Thierry Henry suddenly fancies it. And... Too late in the day, guys. Come yeah, on. I agree with you there. Is that what the beer glitter was all about? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny. What, yeah, if I look me? like a trophy, then um, maybe someone will help yeah, me. Yeah. Well, he, he won't be joining the backroom staff, apparently, uh, whoever takes the position. Uh, but he will reportedly speak to the board about the job this week, despite a um, number of reports saying that Mikel Arteta has had a verbal offer from said board. So it's an interesting one with Henri. He suddenly thought to himself, are oh, they going to give it to a proper manager? And then Arteta- they're giving it to people who never coach. Exactly. <laughs> right, I'm in. I want to speak to you. Yeah. Well, apparently he, he's still uh, he's still managed by Darren Dean, David Dean's son. And there's apparently still quite a lot of ill feeling um, between the, both the club and, and the Dean. So I wonder how, how true that realistic is. all of this is. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, so oh, as far as I know, it's, Art- it's going to be Arteta. So it's it's a, I mean, it, that seems the most likely choice at this point, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, Patrick Vieira seemed a bit aggrieved. He did, apparently seemed quite miffed. And he said that um, he felt that the approach that, um, that Arsenal made was was kind of, you know, very much just for the sake Talking of it. Kind just, of like yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned by this um, absolute insistence that it has to be someone that's been linked to the club in the past. It doesn't necessarily have to be because so much needs to change that I think, mm. you know, just a fresh start in as much... Uh, uh, as is possible is probably a good thing but you know if Arteta so comes who would you in, fancy then Jim as an Arsenal fan of all the names mentioned who would be your number one who would be my number It'd be one be Brendan Rodgers uh, it, it would not be Brendan Rodgers no Allegri would have been the one that I, um, that I would want from the names, the names linked but I, I wonder how realistic that was and Ancelotti as well I think this is going to be a very difficult period that needs experience um, to, to, to steward it mm. I think it's all about Brendy for me they've missed out there I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I mean look at the risk of opening a can of worms here um, I don't. I genuinely don't know why it's a joke that Rogers is linked. I mean, I'm not joking. He, he's 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 done a good job. He's come very close to man, to winning the Premier League. He's managed big players. Absolutely he's, he's cleaning up in Scotland. Yeah, and, and I know it's Scotland, but he is cleaning no, up. He's yeah, done yeah. an unbelievable yeah, so, job. So yeah, it's not it's not it's not ridiculous. It isn't ridiculous. I did find it funny that um, I don't know who was asking him these questions or if he was volunteering information. But Arsene Wenger, in a recent interview, saying that a number of years ago he nearly signed Cristiano Ronaldo, but Man United got the players they oh, yeah. bidded more for yeah. him. I was like, Wenger, I saw on. this, and, and I, I, I want to ask Jim about this as the designated <laughs> Arsenal representative here. Is that there, there does seem to be a bit of a theme that's run along for a while about players that Arsene Wenger hasn't signed, yeah, and like it's some sort of thing to be happy about. Do an eleven, do a best Messi. eleven. Well, well Lionel Messi. In there, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the messy one's particularly interesting, um, because it was such a non story when that came out. Because it was basically, yeah, we contacted um Barcelona to see if he was available um, mm. when we when we signed Cesc Fabregas and tried to get PK as well, um, but but he wasn't right, like that's it. <laughs> I mean, he, that's, that's, that's all it was. He had, he had Zlatan, 
Yeah, and yeah. He had, Luis he had, Suarez. He had Suarez, and he had Aiden Hazard as well. Really on trial, apparently. Oh, interesting. Well, there's that well, famous picture of Yael Toure playing in an Arsenal shirt in, in like a trial match. Yeah. <laughs> it's just mad. It is yeah. mad. Oh, on that, by the way, speaking <laughs> of uh, midfielders who no longer play for Arsenal. Um, John Sa- Jensen. Santi Cazorla is off to yeah. VRL apparently. Yeah, for, for oh. pre-season. Wish least. him all the best. Yeah. Oh, what, to, like playing, not coaching? He's going back there to play, I think. Well, yeah. I, oh, I think he's just doing the pre-season. They'll probably yeah. assess how he goes. Because uh, not only did he have a terrible injury, he had a really bad infection as well. Yeah, yeah, Wenger said right. it's the worst injury he's seen. He's wow. got his arm on his leg, hasn't he? Arm on that's his foot, yeah. arm on his ankle. Yeah, I don't ask accurately, medically accurate, but... Uh, <laughs> he's uh, got an arm for a leg. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> as they sign at the Emirates. Arm for a leg. Mr. McLeg. It's a respectful way of covering that story. I know, eh? Come on. Oh, he's all right. All right, Peter. Let's talk about Newcastle United. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The MRSA of the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think all the... on, it just clings to everything. I think because all the right gangrene still works. <laughs> oh, it's still a gangrene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Well, apparently Mike Ashley has raised the price of Newcastle United to four hundred million pounds. Valuable. <laughs> we are valuable. <laughs> we are valuable. <laughs> that is it. That is interesting, though, isn't it, Peter? Does that make it's you feel proud? Yeah, that's the word I'd use, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's definitely the word I'd use. <laughs> Does it make you feel proud that make your club's definitely worth four hundred million pounds? The thing is. Four hundred million. It made me rock back and forth on my chair. Going, yeah, four hundred yeah. million. The, brilliant. The flipping London housing market went. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, does it make you happy that you've, in some way, with your own hard money, contributed towards that value? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I paid that bloody ticket, didn't I? Oh, that hundred quid ticket last week. Well, so, I, well I mean, he, he justified this by saying that well, we're playing Premier League football next season, and there's a new domestic TV deal for 2019 to 2022. Yeah, well, he said that you know, fifty million more. The ori- no, the original valuation was actually 320 million, wasn't it? So it's gone up 80 million in total. Million, and uh, right. he, he said of Amanda Staveley that she is a time waster, yeah. from what I've read. <laughs> but if, if, but if, you're, if you're a seller and they're not putting up, I don't know if this is the case, but I mean, it, it's feasible they're not putting up the cash. I mean, mm. you, from your point of view, maybe you would think they're times, but on the other hand, Mike Ashley is a massive prat. <laughs> to use oh, your word. Yeah. Yeah, we've said it before, she's got a reputation for being a bit of a tyre kick and she's got something coming up in, in the future that means she needs, she needs a little bit more legitimacy, let's right. say. She's I not the problem. Got, she's, got, she's not the problem here. Well, she? I think everyone's the problem. Yeah. Really? You're you the problem. Yeah. Everyone is not the pro- whoever, everyone is the problem that's not Dwight Gale. <laughs> Donnie, yeah. and also I saw um, I saw um, Fernando Torres. Oh, yeah. oh. He is better than Dwight Gale. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Tune tune. How do you feel about that? Peter, well, Peter, it's, I mean. it's never going to happen. Never going to be able to afford his wages. If, if yeah. Fernando Torres reunited Torres. with uh, with Rafael Benitez, <laughs> no, Mark, <laughs> wouldn't that be utterly can, glorious? Can I, if, you, if you wouldn't mind, can I just phrase the question more accurately? <laughs> How would you feel Rafa, um, Fernando Torres hooking back up to Rafa Benitez at whatever club Benitez manages next season? <laughs> <laughs> Although he's dodged the West Ham bullet. He has, yeah. I mean, he must have rocks in his head, yeah. West Ham. I know he's sort of flirting with Mike Ashley to try and get more funds, yeah. but even Mike Ashley's going, you're not going Mate, to West Ham. Yeah. 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 They're worse than me. Does they anyone, are worse than me. Does anyone flirt with Mike Ashley? Who knows? It's a, it's a perishing thought. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. Uh, good news, though, for, for Newcastle United. Their under-23s have won the Hong Kong Soccer Sevens tournament. Yeah, I mean, they always do quite well in that competition. Yeah, well, the last one... It, <laughs> they, was, I, I love that you know that. <laughs> that was the under-17s, anyway. Of it. Yeah. 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 They've won a tournament, and you're going, well, yeah, we always win that one. <laughs> <laughs> they always do quite well, I seem to recall. Yeah, they beat yeah. Leicester City in the semi-final, Rangers in the final. Apparently, one of their uh, little tactics of, of putting an outfield player in goal... Actually, with the proper keeper's mm. jersey, so he can join in the attacks and so on, was a stroke of genius. Well, there you go. Full what? on futsal. Yeah, it was seven. Seven. The seven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know why this is in the running order, but I'll go <laughs> with it. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit of positivity in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> was Steven Gerrard managing the Rangers team or not? <laughs> no, I, I doubt it very much. Okay, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's, he's not going to oh, be there. He's above it, is he? Uh, but former Magpies <laughs> boss Steve McLaren is now the uh, the QPR manager after Ian Holloway got the boot. Ah. That's right. Sacked in the morning. I felt. F- I do think so. <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for Ian Holloway because he did quite a good job cleaning mm. out a lot of overpaid players in that QPR squad. Mm. And it felt like he was They're a funny club, just preparing to, to have a good tilt it next year. Now mm. he got the team. Because I, mean, I was speaking to a QPR uh, friend of mine. He's a um, producer and he was saying that um, he, he goes every week and he was saying it's taken him such a long time to get these big high earners off the wage bill, settle mm-hmm. on the team that he wants. And he, and he was actually feeling quite positive about ne- uh, next season. Next thing you know, Holloway's got the boot and Steve McLaren's come in. But McLaren did coach them under Redknapp, didn't he? And I think they played yeah. some quite nice stuff when that I, I might be wrong there. No, QPR you're right. He was, he was in Redknapp's backroom staff in 2013 at QPR. And, 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 and McLaren did say, I must admit that I followed the club closely over the last five years because of the three months I had there. Make what you will of that, whether it's true or not. Steve McLaren's like, managerial career is quite like, 
It's a mixed it's, bag. It's a point where it's quite it, odd now. Eccentric. Because, yeah, it is because mm. he, he came through as a really, obviously, as, as we all know, he came through as a really highly rated assistant at United and he was at England for a bit. Did a decent job at Middlesbrough. Then one got in the, the league, league, one in the League Cup. Yeah, didn't he? final of the Europa League. Yeah, or oh, UEFA Cup, whatever it's called. Then. then got the England job full time, and, and then he did well again overseas. Twenty, didn't he win the league at Twenty? Well. Was it the first time in their history, or, or certainly they hadn't won it for years? Then he went back. Didn't go well. Didn't go brilliantly. No, no. Wolfsburg. He got sacked. He's been. Jo- he's been. He's the first. Uh, the first manager. Like the first English manager to manage in the Bundesliga. I think. Right. And then he was strange to, old career. It was mm. very strange. I mean, he was very unlucky not to get Derby promoted. When they lost in the playoff yeah, that final, was about, yeah. that was a great shame for him, of course. And uh, he, his last job as a manager was in March 2017 when he was at Derby, but he, he was sacked then. And then he was a, he, since then he's he's been a coaching consultant at Israeli side Maccabi Tel Aviv until last December. Are they called like Maccabi Tel Donald Trump now or something? No, I think it's Baitar Jerusalem have done yeah, that. Very yeah, strange yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, we want to distance McLaren from uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but he's similar but he, hair though. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, marginally similar. Well, like a before and after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's before and who's after? The island has become a continent. <laughs> uh, but he's back in business. He's back at QPR, so we shall see. But back QPR, at the Super Hoops. QPR are a bit ridiculous, aren't they, these days? Uh, you, you could say that, Marcus. I couldn't possibly comment. No, I'm just reading your notes. Oh, <laughs> I got, got him. Notes. Got him, didn't I? <laughs> yes. uh, let's talk about the Scottish Cup final. Celtic won it, of course. Brendan Rodgers creates more history with Celtic. The, the first side in Scotland to do back-to-back domestic trebles, which is a hell of an achievement, but also a little bit depressing if, if, you're, if you're a neutral for, for a team to just be cleaning up. We said this about PSG in, uh, on the continent, you know, your yeah. team just sort of cleaning up. Mm. But as it's Rodgers, I sort of... Think don't it's mind quite, it quite so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With a <laughs> he, he also um, he also um, had some quite interesting comments after this happened. Where yes, he was asked a question or two about Rangers because they've hired Steven Gerrard, and um, the questions appeared to be sort of loaded with the idea that Rangers are now automatically going to compete because they've got Steven Gerrard, mm, which right. is obviously a bit of an assumption. And he said, well, hang <laughs> "It's on a, a huge assumption." He said, hang <laughs> on, hang, what about what about Aberdeen? Aberdeen have come second. You know, was it last few few seasons? I well, think. I think last season was they second in all competitions right. to Celtic. They're unquestionably the second best team in Scotland. I'd say. Well, yeah. I mean, the league table says. Yeah, and he, and he was just saying that why are you ignoring what Derek McInnes has done there? You know, McInnes has done brilliantly. Yeah, and and but I mean, Rogers has done fantastically well. Marcus and I were talking about this before we came on. Um, uh, this talk of, of of Rogers perhaps wanting to win ten league titles. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be careful because, with respect to, to Scottish football, uh, Celtic are a massive club. We know that. Rogers can't waste the best coaching years of his life at one club, cleaning up over and over again where he's mm. finding it easy. I don't mm. think that's the right thing for him yeah. to do. I mean, at, at some point, surely his own development will stop as well. well quite, because it would just be too easy for him. So he, he needs to. He needs to think about. Uh, yeah. we, we, we were talking about Arsenal earlier. I don't think it's ridiculous at all that he would be linked with the Arsenal job. But if he can take a, a, a sizable job in England. Or overseas, I think he should consider it. I do. Well, it, it, he's done everything already. There, he's pres- done it all. Presumably, the Chelsea job will be available soon. Now, I know um, Sari, who's uh, currently the Napoli boss, has been linked there. Mm. Now, Sari's done very well with Napoli and so on. But is he much better than, say, Rogers as a candidate? For that Rogers has worked at Chelsea. Yeah. I'm suddenly linking Rogers to the Chelsea job. Mm. Um, but I, w- I would say no. I, I would say he's, he probably he's, isn't. He's, he, he was he was close to winning the Premier League title. He's managed big players, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he plays attractive football. I mean, to, to be honest, not not a dissimilar brand of football to Sarri, you could say. Sarri's never won anything as a coach, as far as I know. Whereas Rogers has won a lot. He has. You know? Oh, double, the double treble. <laughs> what more do you want? Cheeky exactly. little treb. Not even Mourinho can do Cheeky that. Cheeky little treb. <laughs> Get involved, treb. <laughs> Have a little treb. There we are. Right, before we go to a break, Livingston promoted via the playoffs at the expense of Partick Thistle. Livy, back in the big time. Happy about that, Peter? I mean, it's not in the running order, so we had no idea you were going to talk about that. Oh, it's in there. <laughs> it's in there. Oh, it's in there. Oh. Got to give him a mensch. Apologise. Apologise to Peter. Apologise to me and the listeners. No, you apologise to Livingston. Okay. Uh, sorry, Livingston. There we I go. I presume. Actually, I was about to say that. And I, and I, and I, meant, uh, I meant to say um, that, uh, was it McGregor who scored the first goal in the final for Celtic? The first goal was a peach. If you haven't seen that, do, uh, do have a look. The touch and shot. Can I? Oh, go on, I'm going to say. I? Tony Abar esque. Was it? I might mm. say. I haven't seen it. I haven't caught up with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll well, check it out. We'll get involved. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely one. Uh, a great way to uh, get a cup final going, unless you're a Motherwell fan, of course. Uh, right after the break, we're going to talk about some international football. Ooh. It's a fucking disgrace. Mm-hmm. Another abusive uh, <laughs> ID. 
Free <laughs> abuser for a Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Just wait around off a season. Well, yeah. let's uh, look forward to Thursday then, because the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday afternoon. Luke, how did our better get on? Lost. Yeah. Went with yeah. both teams to score on over two and a half goals. So we're looking for a new best better. And it's a Champions League final this weekend, the yes. big one. So you could make a real name for yourself if you want to put a bet forward. <laughs> uh, show at thefootballramble.com with your suggestions and I'll, I'll dig one out before we move on don't forget we'll be covering all the big European stories including World Cup squad announcements for teams that aren't England on, on the continent on Wednesday with uh, James Horncastle and Andy Brassel uh, so check that out on iTunes or wherever you get your pods it's not just about Christian Tits the handbag manager not there's all. lots going on there's yeah. a few other things Rajanangalan not getting mm, in the Belgian squad that's for example. so weird bold, yeah. by, bold by Bobby Martin is that <clears throat> bold, bold. Um, I enjoyed the can I just jump in with um, the um, cup final in Germany Oh did yeah! You, did you see the um, the X-ray of the cup going through the um, X-ray yeah. machine? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Eintracht Frankfurt their, beat Bayern. Didn't yeah, they? their yeah. their cup is incredible. I think it might be the best cup in Europe. It's a it massive one. It's massive yeah, with yeah. like jewels and shit on it. It's yeah. brilliant. I love it. Yeah, that is, it's it's. And a there were some amazing trophy. scenes in Frankfurt when they won. It was a proper like, oh, you've won the cup. <laughs> we're gonna come out in droves. It was magnificent. It looks like yeah. a sort of almost like a giant medieval goblet, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I think a cup should be a cup. Quite often they're trophies, and that seems or a to shield, a big glass. Big have, glass you the, um, have you seen the Stanley Cup? The, uh, the oh, that's NHL. too big, it's like though, gigantic, it? isn't it? Oh, you take a bath ridiculous. in that. It's like six foot tall. Yeah. The Champions yeah. League's a great trophy itself. Yeah, yeah it's good. Mm, the, big good yeah. the big one. The big one. The big. I quite like the Europa League. It's more of a vase, isn't it? Yeah, fitting. I miss the seed when you see. Fitting. All right then, ladies and gentlemen. We are. I mean, World Cup fever is is is. Ramping up. Palpable. It's about 4.1 on the scale. In the Ramble <laughs> studio. <laughs> yeah. um, so now we, we are going to talk about an iconic England moment, of course, because it is our uh, England moments feature brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Of course, ahead of the World Cup, we're reliving an iconic England moment. Every Monday is chosen by you, the listener. With every moment chosen, being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV, the winner of the TV will be announced on the final show of this series feature on Monday the 4th of June. Not that long. No, we're not close. to go now. We're very close. Last week, we had England beating the Netherlands 4-1 at Euro 96. This week, Alex Munro has chosen England beating Germany 5-1 in a World Cup 2002 qualifier. Whoa. He says, hi guys, England beating Germany 5-1 in Munich has to be my all-time high as an England fan. I was a student in Dundee, which doesn't surprise Alex Munro. It's a Scottish name, Munro, of course. Yeah. Um, but, he, but he claims to be an Englishman. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll sniff him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, a student at Dundee, and at the time he'd been taking dog's abuse about England's chances in the week leading up to the game. He said, even my manager at the bar I worked in chipped in and bet me a tenner that Germany would win. As he was a rather scary Scottish football casual, uh, many would have decided it prudent to let the bet slide following our incredible victory. I, however, was so elated that I cashed in with a beaming smile on my face. A toothless smile. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knocked them all out. <laughs> a casual. casual. This was, I mean, thanks to Alex for bringing this up. This was always going to be in there. Yeah. Incredible yeah. moment. To put it in perspective for those who are listening outside of either England mm-hmm. or the UK... Um, and England don't, scored and don't five care. and England Heskey scored yeah it's got it's own Wikipedia article this game <laughs> yeah. probably the only England qualification game that has yeah. Yeah. and it, it was, also spawned it, two songs didn't it <laughs> Sven 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 was one of them I can't remember what the other yeah. one was it was a competitive was, was football Deck? match yeah. <laughs> did Anton Deck do a song no they did it on the ball well? didn't they right yeah that was a different one which was a, which was a, which was a cover I think yeah right. do you yeah. remember who was on the left in that game uh, Barmby yeah Nick yeah. Barmby Nick Barmby yeah. was mm. that's was right it, in those dark old days where like we just didn't have anyone to play on the left so they'd try anything True. remember who was the referee Kalina. Yes, it was Kalina, Kalina wasn't it yeah, yeah it was um, yeah. so to put it in context because we took them to the Kalinas yeah, yeah. Um, put it in perspective though Peter because we've already talked a bit about the England-Greece game which obviously got us the draw to take us there but mm. at this point it was the same qualification campaign but at this point England were six points behind Germany. They needed to go to Germany and win. They had to win. They had to win. And Germany had lost only one of their previous 60 qualification games and not, none of those were at home. There was one, I think one for the 86 World Cup and they lost away from home. At home, they were undefeated in qualification. It's, 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 it's quite an unlikely scoreline, isn't it? Yeah. As, as unlikely scorelines go. It's up there for me. Well, but you know yeah, what, though? Very, very unlikely. England needing to go somewhere and get something, and then they got something with a plum. And that place is Germany. And that place yeah. is Ger- <laughs> in the Olympic Stadium in yeah. bloody Munich. I mean, yeah. loud. Well, Germany, I mean, we have to mention him because uh, he is a part of this story somewhere. Germany had beaten England 1-0 at Wembley, the last game at Wembley, a man. under 
England, of course, were under Kevin Keegan. Yeah, Hamann scored, didn't he? He did. It was a, it was a free kick uh, skidded off the the sodden surface of Wembley, and that game really put England on the back foot through the whole qualifying campaign. It was really between Germany and England who were going to finish first. And as you say, Luke, England went into that game, and England had done well. They picked themselves up, and they were winning other qualification games. Needed to win in Germany, and Germany were confident. It wasn't a great Germany side. This was. Germany, of course, won the 1990 World Cup. They won Euro 96. And people were saying it was an ageing side in 96. Then in 98, they, they only got to the quarterfinal. And people were saying, well, we should have done away with some of these players. Mm. Euro 2000, like England, they went out in the first round. And people were saying, oh, Germany, they're, they're not who they, they, they oh, were. If you look at the German team for this game... Big Yanker up front. Probably two or three household names. Yeah. Oliver Kahn, um, Didi Haman, And that's only probably because he played in England. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go down as a German great. Sure, and um, Michael Ballack. Yeah, so it really wasn't a great German side. And Germany go 1-0 up. I think it was Janker who scored. Very oh, to be fair, on. Miroslav Klose did come on, didn't he? Did he? So he would be involved. His, his time would come later. Yeah, you'd say he's probably done his bit. <laughs> right. Um, and then the German fans, as they do, started singing It's Coming Home and so on. Mm. And, and as an England fan, you just thought, oh dear, oh dear. But England hit back. Michael Owen made it 1-0. And then, and then it changed. And it was, yeah. it's a rare moment. England playing away. I remember thinking... This game's here for the taking. Mm. Germany are soft, and then on the stroke of halftime, Stephen well, Gerrard. But before that, but no, before that, oh, Oliver Neuver had a really good chance to go two one up, and oh, he completely he? fluffed was it. Was it Diesler, the or were they, were they separate chances? <clears throat> Is it? I mean, maybe it was Deisler. Maybe, maybe. You know, it I was. don't remember that. The ball's cut back across, and he's basically got an, a, a gaping goal. Um, Seaman might have got across, but he completely scuffs it. I mean, it almost like it hits its standing foot and goes mm. miles wide. Mm. And then after that, right. I th- it was almost to me... Or maybe it was that moment then. Well, because England just thought, there's nothing to be scared of here. Yeah. And, then they, and they pushed. Yeah. And, that's, and that's when it started to happen. And that got, when Gerrard scored on the stroke mm. of halftime, because England was beginning to look the better side, he smashed one in from 25 yards, celebrated, and uh, we got to halftime 2-1, I remember thinking, this is ours. Yeah. And, J- and Jonathan Pierce's commentary for the Gerrard goal is really interesting. For those who can't remember the goal, ball comes to him outside the area, he chests it down, he sort of half eyes it into the bottom corner yeah. from quite a long way out. It's beauty. And I think it's Jonathan Pierce on commentary says, Stephen Gerrard, the future of English football. <laughs> and I'm, I thought, God, I'm old. Yeah, I am old. Yeah, Watching yeah, that back, yeah, yeah. I was like, I am old. Yeah, I know what you mean. That was his first goal for England. Oh, was it really? Mm. That's right. That's yeah. a pretty good way to open your account, isn't yeah, it? It's too not shabby. bad. And then straight after half time, was it a little bit of a defensive mix up or something? And Michael Owen nips in. And it's 3-1. Mm. And suddenly England are away in Germany bossing the, yeah. the game. And it was just a lovely second half. He then runs through, <laughs> finishes with a plomb. And of course, Heskey makes yeah. it 5-1. Yeah. You know lovely what? set up from Skulls, was it? Yeah, Paul's after goals. an incredible ball from David Beckham, who was phenomenal in that game. He didn't get on the score sheet, so mm. it's not really spoken about as much. But he, he was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a funny one because I remember when England went 3-1 up, I mean, this is mad. England away to Germany, and England have been beaten by Germany so many times before. I remember thinking, I won't just be satisfied with a win. We should embarrass yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Turn that the was, screw. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was madness. And to go away and to win 5-1, I remember the next day, the whole country didn't really know what to do with yeah. itself. It was uh, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the funny thing is, normality was soon resumed, of course. The World Cup comes along, England go out in the quarterfinals, Germany reached the final, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, in subsequent tournaments, Germany got themselves together in, in World Cup 2006. But it was such... It was almost a cathartic release, I well, suppose. It was only the second time England have beaten Germany in a, in a competitive game since mm. 1966. Yeah. I, rem- I remember people well, And they still... came one year after each other. Mm. I remember people still being excited about <clears throat> it, like, a week later. I mean, obviously, I think... 10 days later, September 11th happened, so no one's talking about fucking right. football. But mm. like, it, I remember people still being excited, buzzing about it yeah. seven days later, which is like insane. I, I, was, I was absolutely hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really, really drunk. I watched it in a pub which is no longer there in Leon Silent because it was smashed up that, that night. You that big. <laughs> yeah. It was lit. So yeah, people just said, plastic like, patio this, is, this has got to stop. <laughs> and they closed the whole pub down. Yeah. But it was because of that result, really, that England thought, oh, we're, we're qualified now. And then putting <laughs> is, it fair to say, Marcus, is it fair to say, when we, when we fast forward, if we made to World Cup 2002, that Germany may have indeed had the last laugh? Well, that's what I said. Normality <laughs> was soon resumed. You know? Because Oliver Kahn, who was dreadful in that game, mm. won the Golden Gloves in the World Cup. Germany got to the final. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, they were beaten 2 0 <laughs> by Brazil, whereas England, of course, beaten five, were only one. beaten 2 1. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Yeah, <laughs> after being a goal ahead, and Brazil had ten men. <laughs> uh, worth worth putting that one out. Um, what better way to experience more England moments this summer if you aren't travelling to Russia than with an LG OLED TV and soundbar? 
Uh, to win a new LG TV, just email in to competition at thefootballramble.com and let us know your favourite England moment for that chance to win. Uh, we will, of course, be uh, choosing the winner from the shortlist we've compiled across the weeks. Got a couple of weeks left and the winner will be announced um, on the 4th of June. Delightful. Well, there we are, ladies and, and speaking of sound oh. bars, uh, you know, uh, R.I.P. Oh. Rest in peace, the Leon Solent bar that you... Destroyed that the night. Be- the Bellevue Hotel and Bar. Bellevue Hotel I and Bar. I did not destroy it. I think it was developed for uh, luxury apartments, Peter. A truly sound bar. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, that's our latest England moment there, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG, proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. There we are, gentlemen. We've come to the end of the football round. Well, it's been ruddy marvellous talking to you, the listeners, and talking to you, my friends. Who did you like the best? Um, the listeners. The listeners, yeah, as yeah. always. Yeah, Fair yeah, yeah. Enough. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye, Say listeners. Say goodbye, Petey. Get your tits out. Uh, all right, then. Peter. What? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.